Okay, let's try this. Is somebody hearing me now? Uh, we are hearing you. We're waiting for you to hear us. I can hear you now. I had it on the wrong thing. Well, that, you so I'm figured, having a good time. You figured out the things. Kind of thing, yes. It was more than two buttons that I didn't know what to do with it. Got it. But you <laughs> figured it out. Troubleshooting skills. You must have some. Uh, I, for, uh, okay. I You're flying solo today, right? Yes, I am. I, I should have reminded everybody. I try to do it anyway, because sometimes people sit back and they just listen. You, you got to call. This is a talk mm-hmm. show. So people should call. It us, is. Especially when you're flying solo, because it's kind of hard to just sit and talk uh, to yourself. That might not be hard for you. Well, I don't it, know. It, well, I've got I've got the TV turned on, so I'm okay. <laughs> That'll help. You can, <laughs> you can just narrate what's going on on the TV. Right, right. Yeah, we'll yeah. do something. All right. Well, you, it looks like you've already got calls. So maybe it's just not an issue. Yes, I do. I'm a, I'll, I'll get into my normal introduction here, and we'll get off and running. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Take care. Okay, folks, this is Mike Beckett, and I'm here with the Rolling Toe Show on our normal Thursday. <clears throat> my son, Kevin, is off playing hooky with his wife someplace. I don't know what they're doing, and I don't want to know. You are, we are coming to you from the penthouse suite at the MD Alignment Tower in beautiful downtown Altoona, Iowa. <clears throat> Actually, we're in Des Moines because they wouldn't let us be in Altoona. And we're here to answer questions about tire wear, handling, uh, vibrations if I have to, uh, chrome, paint jobs. And we're considering marriage counseling, but we're getting a lot of negative feedback on that. The wives don't like the advice we're giving, so we'll have to think about that. If you would like to call in with a question or a comment, our number is 8 8- Five five nine five zero three eight three five, and we do have a caller on the phone already. Uh, excessive tire wear on a drop trailer, uh, and they're wearing unevenly. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, click this one in, and then I've got a couple of subjects I want to talk about if we get a break in the action. So let's go to Philip. Are you there, Philip? Yes, I am. Cool. Glad to and, hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, I've had some issues with this trailer. I think this is the third time I've called you about it. I okay. Came, when I picked this trailer up new at the factory, as I'm pulling out the driveway, I look in the passenger mirror, and I notice that the shiny aluminum wheels are wobbling like a misaligned Dayton wheel. Ooh, that's ugly. So I back it up, run in and get the service man. He said, there ain't nothing wrong with them wheels. I, he leaves. It's quitting time. I get my jack out. I jack up the trailer and I spin the wheel. And exactly what I thought, they're, they're missile. The wheels are all bent. They're wobbling. They're aluminum over. wheels. Yeah. So I go over to the <laughs> sales office and say something to him. And he said, this can't be true. So he jacked it up and he said, by God, them wheels are all thin, ain't they? And we've done all four wheels and each mm-hmm. one of them, the aluminum wheels were just wobbling like crazy. So he said, mm-hmm. well, I got a set of steel wheels here we can put on. I said, okie dokie. So we put steel wheels on and he refunded me the money. Mm-hmm. And um, these wheels too, I believe, are made in China. They do not have a top brand name stamped on the wheels. Yeah. And they're Cooper tires. They're 215-75-17.5. It's a low trailer to haul vans and vehicles on. Right. Tandem axle, air ride, air brakes. 
Dual wheels. Well, anyhow, dual, dual wheels. Okay, all right. And so I called, I think his name's Jerry at TNT, and he said, well, you've got a weak axle at that axle flex. Bring it up, and I'll stiffen your axle. Well, he looked at it and said, you got a five-inch axle. Ain't nothing wrong with this axle. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I've I've had I've had this excessive weird tire wear, and I'm kind of now crediting it to the Cooper brand name. Plus, these tires are very small; they're two fifteen seventy five seventeen five. And I'm wondering if I upgraded to like a Michelin tire, or what else I should look at. Now, yesterday I it, it does have a lift axle. And on the lift axle, I set a wooden block beside it and spun it. And I am getting a little bit of wiggling on the tire, mm-hmm. like in and out, no up and down motion. And they're Cooper right. tires. I think they're made in China. Some people are telling me that these small tires just wear fast. And it's hard to keep them running. Okay. Now, I don't know what the tire wear looks like. Is it you all don't. on the inside tire? Is it on both tires? Is it on the all two tires? The first two tires, well, I run it with the axle up most of the time. So we're dealing with mostly the, the rear axle. Okay. And it's the, it first wore the inside duels off much quicker than the outside duels. So I put mm-hmm. both outside duels together and put on two new tires on one side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but the outside duels are wearing irregularly, too. I really can't explain it. It's not at an angle across the front of the tire like a like a um, high-speed empty trailer wear is. It's not that. It's more of an inside rib intermittent. Okay, well, I would need to, I'd need to see pictures of this to understand it. So, you could probably take pictures. And you can mm-hmm. text them to my cell phone number. And if you're in position where you can write down that phone number, then you could send them to me and then we could talk about this because right now I don't have a clear picture of what we're trying to figure out. I do know that the sh- those small tires are very hard to get to wear right. Okay. I do That's know the that answer it, I thought I was looking for. Well, and then I do know that a tier three tire, which is what a Cooper is, is not going to give you your best tire work. Okay, so you got two strikes right off the bat. Okay. Okay. Um, the wear now that you've matched up the two good tires together and put two new ones on the other side, are the inside tires continuing to wear faster than the outside tires? We haven't run it long enough to determine that. Okay. Is there any feathered wear on these tires? That'd be when you rub your hand across the tire and you feel sharpness one way or the other. Correct. And I do not believe there's any there. Okay, good. All right. That eliminates the concern that maybe the axle is bent. Okay. So. Okay. And the other axle, when it's down, is it wearing the same as this one is? Well, that's kind of hard to describe, too, because it's not down very much. Um, it, It is wearing, it appears to be wearing more even. Of course, when that axle's down, my maximum weight would probably be about 12,000 pounds per axle. Mm-hmm. And when the, when like right now, I got the one axle down, it's weighing approximately 18,000. So the, the okay. rear axle is carrying far more weight than the steer axle ever has. 
Okay, then what I want to know is on the sidewall of those tires, how much weight can an individual tire carry and at what inflation? At a dual, at a dual the rating is 4,500 and something, which makes 18,000 per axle. So I'm, I don't exceed 18,000. If, it, if it's 18,000, I'll drop the axle. At and, what um, inflation? At, two, at 125. Now, it's and hard for me to get 125 in it. I've got about 120, and probably you're going to tell me that's the problem. Well, it is part of the problem because now we got mm-hmm. three strikes, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I would not be running more than 16,000 pounds on that axle before I would drop the other one. Okay. You're pushing them too close to the envelope, the edge of the envelope, to get them to wear right, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would change my practice so that when I got to 16,000, another axle comes down. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and then, then if you the want to, yeah, well, if you can get the air pressure up, but if you can run 120 and you're only running 4,000 pounds per tire, I'm not as concerned. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want my phone number to send some pictures to? Yeah, just a second. I'm ready. 515-491-5731. Okay. Okay. So all right. Sh- thank you, Mike. Pictures, and we'll mm-hmm. communicate on this some more, all right? All right. Thank you, sir. You betcha. Have a good day. Yep. Yep. Bye. Bye. Okay. Very good. He hung up. All right. Very good. That, that was a decent phone call, a u- unusual situation for the vast majority of our truckers, but interesting. The two items that I wanted to discuss while we're waiting for somebody else to call in, and if they do want to call in, again, the number is 855-950-3835. I had two technical discussions within the last week or so on two different issues. One is that Volvo and Mac are starting to come out with a new steering gearbox that has electronic controls attached to the top of the box that apparently hooks to a computer and gives direction to the steering gearbox. And when the computer determines what straight ahead it is by where you're holding the steering wheel over a certain period of time, it holds that without you having to put input in. Now, the net result of that is that when you have a right pull and the computer takes over control and holds straight ahead, you don't know you have a right pull. And we've had at least a couple of customers with this system on their truck that have come to us with terrible tire wear. And the tire wear said, you have a pull, but you would drive the truck and there was no pull. But when they measured the truck, sure enough, it was out of alignment. And they were all the way down to the cord on their steer tires because the driver didn't realize there was a problem. Now, from one aspect of this, it's good because the driver's not fighting a pull all day. From another aspect of this, it's bad because it isolates the driver from what's going on in the vehicle. And he doesn't realize things are going on that he needs to tend to. Years ago, we had a steering stabilizer we were developing to use on big truck control things like that 
And the military was interested because it would help you with blowout when you had manual steering, not power steering. But the engineers at the proving grounds and development labs for the military said they didn't like it because it isolated the driver from the field of the road and they wanted him to know what was going on. Now, this electronic control is basically the same problem, may or may not be worse. If you have one of those vehicles with that electronic accessory on the steering, I would encourage you to really look at your tires, feel for feathered wear, because you're not going to get the feedback through the steering wheel that you've been accustomed to in the past. All right, that's one. We have two other callers on the line. So I'm going to go ahead and click uh, RJ in Illinois, and I don't know what it means, but we'll call and ask him what it is. I click the button. I'll click it again. There we go. Are you there, RJ? Hello. Yes, sir. Hello. Hello. What's up? Uh, my I can hear you. Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Yeah. I got my left one was uh, probably three thirty seconds more wear than my right one. Yeah. No feathering, no right. pull, no nothing. Yep. Is that kind of normal? Yes. It's very difficult to get both steer tires to wear identically. When we set the truck up to fight the crown of the road with the combination of settings, we tend to have the left front tire wear one to two thirty seconds faster every 50,000 miles or so. So we say when the left front tire is two thirty seconds more worn than the right, it's time to rotate the tires. Perfect. So that's what I did. We, we, and that's the mileage yeah. I have too. Yeah. Perfect. You're right in where I would okay. expect it to be. And you might rotate them one more time before you take them off. Hopefully twice more. Cause that means you'd be up yeah. in the 200,000 mile range. Hoping so. Uh, another thing, this is a, a 2011 Freightliner Columbia, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm getting like a, like a, like a, like a bump steer or, you know, I hit bumps or a, or a large crack in the road and get quite a bit of shake out of it. It's just okay. annoying, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, was this, I had, changed, was this a, I had, uh, go ahead. Uh, let me say, I, I, this thing, when I got it, had four-inch blocks on the front leaves. I dropped mm-hmm. them down to, like, inch and a half one. And mm-hmm. now I'm kind of wondering myself if I put the shims back in, right? <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's a possibility. You need to, if there's tapered wedges or tapered blocks where they're tall on one side and short on the other front to back, you need to make sure that the tall parts are in the back on both sides of the axle. Okay. If, if the wedging is one way on one side of the axle and the other way on the other side, when you hit a bump, it's twisting the axle that can induce some of this bump steer you're experiencing. The second thing is when you lowered the truck, you changed the angle that the drag link came from the steering gearbox back to the axle. And sometimes changing that angle, when you compress the spring, you're tilting that up or down, and that can induce bump steer. Okay. I just couldn't okay. stand to see four-inch blocks on the front. Well, you know, that's, that's, you know, if it was designed with the four-inch blocks and the engineer expected the angle of the drag link to be where he wanted it to be. Now, you've changed it, so the angle is not where the engineer originally expected it to be. That may be inducing some of what you're getting. Okay? 
would there have been a different arm on the other end of the uh, drag link to change the angle with lower blocks or different blocks? Or? No, no. They build them one way. Okay. Because, I mean, I, I just didn't think forest blocks were like a standard thing or something. It looked like somebody was adding ground clearance to the truck. I, I have no idea. They, there's so many different things they do when they build a truck. They build it for a certain size tire so the tire fits in the wheel well. If they build it for 11R24.5s and now it's got low pro 22.5s, you've got more gap between in the wheel well than you would have had otherwise. I, I don't know. There's too many variables that yeah. could have been done. So the bottom line is if I can't stand it, go back to the other block. Yeah. The well, first take a look at the wedging and see where it is. And do you remember if it bump steered before you changed the box? I kind of don't think it did. Okay. I, so I, that, that's what I really noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you so may the have wedge done it large, larger on the, yeah, the, the wedge larger Large. on the backside. Correct. Okay. One last okay. question. Marriage counseling yep. question. Uh -huh. I'm not married. Okay. Should I, should I get married? No. There you go. I knew it'd be easy. <laughs> Then I don't have to marriage counsel. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, sir. All righty, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Very good. Got through that one without too much trouble. All right. Now then, let's see. We got two more people that want to talk. Let's see. He's been hanging on for six minutes. We're going to try Leroy about tires and fishing. I have no idea what that means. But we'll find out. Are you there, Leroy? Yeah, you know, that whole uh, trying to talk to, uh, in a bad area, I guess the computer picked uh -huh. up fishing instead of inflation. Ah, uh, yes, yes. It does yes, that yes. stuff all the time. Yeah. I know. Damn, damn technology. Yep, yep. Anyways. Okay, so what uh, do we want to, what kind of a fish are you looking for? Uh, I got this uh, 24 Peterbilt, and uh, okay. I, uh, I'm already running the uh, 20 over on the steel, which, by the way, took a long time using a Harbor Freight air compressor. Yeah, but it got done. I got it over. It took a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I done a I done a Kevin Rutherford truck. I just put the uh, air hose on there, clipped it on, and let her go. And then with a regulator, it works. Got it. Got it. But uh, the steer, I mean the uh, drive tires. Uh, yeah, I want to drop them down a little under a hundred. But yes, I'm one of them fine. guys. That, I'm one of them guys that uh, worry about how far to take it down because uh, like the trip I'm on now. I'm on a time constraint, so I'm I'm kicking her right there at 75 and 76 most of the trip. That, that's okay. You're running duels or wide base on the back? I'm running duels. Okay. You can't run more than 17,000 pounds per axle or 34,000 pounds on the pair, right? No. no. Okay. So that means that fully loaded, you're only carrying about 4,250 pounds per drive tire or trailer tire. Got it? Okay. Okay. Uh, so if I drop it down According to 90 to load, pounds. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. You're going to be able to worry about heat? Okay. Heat in the sidewalls or anything? Who's you? Yep. Uh, I don't have to worry about heat or anything oh, in the sidewalls? No, because uh -oh. 70 PSI is the recommended inflation for that tire. Wow. At 90, okay. you're 20 PSI over. Okay. And 100, okay. you're 30 PSI over. So you can drop it to 90. You'll be okay. All right, and then quick question. Uh, when should I rotate these? What mileage? Okay, 
I tread depth my drive tires, and when the rear axle okay. is four thirty seconds more worn than the front drive axle, it's time to X rotate them. Okay. I tread depth my steer tires, and when one tire is two thirty seconds more worn than the other, it's time to uh, cross the steers. Got it. Four thirty seconds and two thirty seconds okay. difference. Swap them. You, you got it. That's it. All right. And by the way, you're doing an awesome job on yes, the show by yourself today. Well, thank you, sir. We keep trying at it. You have yourself a great day and drive safe out there. All righty. We will click this button and do that. And then we've got another guy down here who is uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and about tire wear on a trailer. And we will see what we got there. Is Hi, this Glover? It is. Hi. Cool. Well, thanks What's up, buddy? Uh, trailer tire question. Uh, flatbed spread axle. Yeah. I don't know if that really matters. Yeah. Run a Yokohama multi-position. Yeah. I don't remember the exact number clickers. I believe it's a 101. Um, okay. It's got five main ribs. Ribs two and yeah. four are basically recessed compared to ribs one, three, and five. On one out of eight tires. Yeah, we on one. That tire was low on air. Okay. All right. At some point, it might have been 10 PSI lower than the other one. And then that five rib snaggle tooth develops when you get a little low on air on a straight rib tire. Okay. All right. It's a company trailer. We have the automatic inflation on the trailers, but they did switch some tires out on me when I back. So it was probably a tire that came off of a, a truck that was used maybe as a Well, that could be. But off. if you've got if you've got an automatic inflation system, we find it is very common to have one tire out of eight get low on air. Ah. Because coming out of the coming out of the T in the axle where those hoses go to the two tires. There are three Schrader valves between the T and the tire. That's okay. the same little valve core that's in a normal tire. Have you ever right. seen one of those Schrader valves stuck or plugged? So that yeah, I've actually had to right? replace them before. Yeah. Okay. So you've got three times the chance of having them plugged on one tire than you do on the others. And we find frequently we get a tire that's low on air because there's something wrong in the valving. Okay. All right. Well, that explains it then. I'll check that out at my mm-hmm. next stop. Uh, okay, buddy. One other question unrelated to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Using your truck alignment common bounce guide, um, over the road, mm-hmm. I stopped and checked uh, alignment the other day, and I did not correct the alignment because I've got a uh, tie rod in where alamite broke off. I'm going to have to take that off to be able to get to it to replace it, I think. But I was, okay. I think the suggestion was tow in a 16th. I was tow out a 16th. Is that something I need to worry about quickly? Yes. You need to fix that as soon as you have time okay. because tow out will tend to give you a tendency to road wander and follow crack. It It'll also tend to give you a shimmy in the steering wheel between 45 and 55 miles an hour as you accelerate. Okay. And it will cause excessive wear on the inside shoulder of the two steer tires. So, yes, you need to fix that. All right. I will do it. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your help. All right, buddy. Thanks. Not a problem, buddy. You drive safe. All right. All right bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay. We, we got through that pretty easy. No real pain. All right. Now, I had mentioned that I had two subjects I want to talk about. One was this steering gearbox that they're coming out with that is isolating people from the feel of the road. 
The other one is we're getting a complaint on steer axle rims on new trucks. Now I've got 10 rims so far that we've gotten pictures and damage on where the lip of the rim on the inside of the steer tire on the unsupported bell of the rim is breaking off the lip right next to the tire. Okay. That little piece that the tire slips over has a little raise on it. They're all on Alcoa rims and they're between the 10 that I've got are between 60 and 160,000 miles on them. And once it breaks, the truck goes into a shutter because it's not being supported properly. As I understand it, the manufacturer has redesigned that edge of the rim to make the mounting of the flow below hubcaps easier because the standard rim didn't have a, a correct place for the, the hubcap to clip on. So they were going to center brackets and then the center brackets were breaking. The guys wanted to hook on the so they redesigned that edge of the rim. Now, I don't know if this cracking and failure of the rim is because of a materials problem or if it's because of a design problem on the rim. Now, remember, every time that rim rotates down through the footprint and the tire bulges, it tries to bend that little lip of the rim. And repeated cycles of bending at 500 times per mile appears to be eventually fatiguing and cracking off that edge of the rim. This is just supposition on my part. We don't have proof of it yet, but this complaint came to me and I'm wondering if anybody else is seeing this problem and if it's on Alcoa's only and what kind of mileage you're getting when they crack. And so we can start figuring this out. If in fact, this does turn out to be a design or a materials problem, this could involve a recall of rims because this is a safety issue. Okay. All right. Those are the two subjects I had, the uh, steering gearbox that's isolating you and the rims that are cracking. Give a chance, change something, have another problem. All right. So we don't have any callers. It's 855 nine five zero three eight three five if you want to call and talk the time is well the show's about half over we got plenty of time to talk to people if you don't want to call and talk to me i'll start singing or telling dirty jokes or let's see what else could we do hmm. do we want to talk about anything else new and exciting what is new and exciting instead of depressing I have not seen any significant change in the overall performance of the tires. I know the tire manufacturers are always coming out with new stuff and this is a better thing and this is a worse thing. We are getting some tires that are getting stone retention, particularly in drives on the lug designs. And if it retains the stone, they get stone drilling. And by changing the tread design, they can make it catch the rock and then pitch it back out or catch the rock and hold it and drill it. So engineers are constantly working on that to trying to get the best things out of it. We have another caller. We have a fellow named Billy, and he wants to talk apparently about something. One rotating steer tires. Well, let's find out what Billy's got. Hey, Mike. Are you there, Billy? Hiya. Yes, sir. How are you, how you doing today, buddy? We're doing good. Hello. And yourself? That's great. I'm doing wonderful. 
Question on rotating those stair tires. Do you just, uh, when you rotate them, you leave them on the rim, or do you break them down and rotate them? Leave them on the rim. Just leave Any them on the rim. Any directional tire you got out there. Any directional tire that you've got out there that is 50,000 or 60,000 miles on it, which is about where you're going to be to rotate, is already uh-huh. broken in, and the directionality is not going to be a big factor. So I would just rotate okay. them and all. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Do we need to paint them chrome when we rotate them? I want everything chrome. Everything chrome. Gotcha. Okay. Everything. I have do-it-yourself kits that you can buy for twenty nine ninety five plus shipping and handling, and you will enjoy <laughs> the hell out of it. Okay, buddy. Go ahead and send me two of them. All right. No problem. It's in the mail. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> have a good day, brother. Bye-bye. You bet. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Rotating tires. Yes, indeed. We want to rotate tires. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember what else is going on. Kevin is forcing me to kind of stay home more. He and his wife and my grandson are running the business here and taking care of stuff. And they think at 74, I should spend more time at home and uh, doing the honeydew list my wife has had for me for 30 years that I've ignored because I've been busy. And, uh, so I'm not in the office a lot to, uh, pay attention to a lot of what's going on. But every once in a while I come in here and cause trouble and stir things up. And, and, uh, so today I'm doing that while Kevin's off doing something else he's got to do. Let's see, we've got a call in being processed on the phone about wheels of some sort. So I am going to talk to Paul in Colorado. Hey, how's it Hello, going? Paul. Are you there? I'm good. Yes, you? Oh, just All right. Uh, I Peachy. just, it's a, it's kind of an awkward question, I guess, but, uh, I bought two of the Alcoa Duraplac wheels and I was just wondering mm-hmm. to keep them clean. Like what's the difference on those other than, cause you know, polishing the steel up, or I mean, you know, what do you do with the black ones? Um, I make my wife do it, so I have no idea. Well, I don't got one of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, uh, couldn't you get a lot lizard? Well, they do say they'll do anything for some 20 bucks, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, said, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was curious. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I, I guess you'd have to go in there with some soap and water and clean them, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I never did that kind of stuff. Something got dirty. I just made the, somebody else fix it. <laughs> All righty. Well, like I said, it was weird. I'll let you get on. Thank you, sir. We'll see if anybody comes any feedback. We'll pass it on to you. Awesome. Thank you. All righty, buddy. Bye-bye. Whoops. I don't want to do that. I was going to click a button, and he was already gone. Uh, if anybody has any opinions on cleaning black wheels, um, Kind of like cleaning a black truck. They show everything, don't they? Okay. Well, we got a question from Paul, and he wants to ask about the cracked rims. All right. Let's talk to Paul. Hello there, Paul. Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted to, any information you had about models, what what, uh, what year model rims are you talking about? When, are, when, when we expect to see these rims? Well, the rims that are cracking are on trucks that are less than two years old. One of oh, them only okay. had 60,000 miles on it. 
which means it's only six months old if it's been running 10,000 miles a month. I think it's been running more than that. So these are all on relatively brand new trucks. The one with okay. the most mileage on it had 100, 160,000 miles on it when it cracked. Okay. All right. I, okay. I have uh, uh, interest in a, another truck, and they took new tires and put on it, and uh, new tires and rims. And I, I'll be looking once I get the truck running to make sure that they don't crack on me, right? Yes, and they always are cracking on the inside on the steer rim, the unsupported bell of the rim. Now, if they redesigned the rim to make these hubcaps fit on better, they only put the hubcaps on the duals, and that means the unsupported bell of the rim is toward the outside, and so it looks like they only redesigned that one edge of the rim to make the lip accept that hubcap. When you put that rim on the steer axle, it winds up on the inside, and that's where the cracks are all occurring. And these are standard rims, or uh, uh, the rims I'll be getting will be uh, the tires that fit the rim are three fifteen. Uh, uh, I I don't I yeah I don't have that detail. These guys are all on eight and a quarter rims. They're, okay. They're, okay. Uh, Two ninety five seventy five tires. They're not seeing any cracking on the drive or trailer axles. They're only seeing it on the steer. But remember, the trailer axles and drive axles are only carrying about 4,000 pounds per tire, where the steer axles are carrying over 6,000 pounds per tire. So there's more weight and more deflection in that rim. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the information. You betcha, buddy. Good luck to you. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. So we got that. We got some people looking for rims. That's a good thing. Hopefully we can find this and make sure it is, doesn't become a mass casualty problem. Years and years and years ago, a steering gearbox company decided that they were going to reduce their cost of building a steering gearbox by changing the bearings, which is a little bushing that fits on the end of the steering gear through the steering gearbox, and they change it from brass to a Teflon or plastic or some sort of thing like that. And they just did it online. And then they started putting these gearboxes out on brand new trucks. And a few months later, we had trucks parked all over the United States with gearboxes locked up because these plastic bushings they were using were durable enough. And so <laughs> they had loads sitting in truck stops with trucks that they couldn't turn anymore because the gearbox had locked up. They were shipping gearboxes all over the country to kind of get those guys going. They were running trucks, tractors into truck stops to try and get trailers off to get loads delivered. It was a disaster. So you never know when somebody changes something, if it's going to be a good change or not. And here may be a case where made a change with all the best ideas, but who knows? We'll have to see whether it worked out or not. Okay. What have we got? Have you got anything? I don't know anything. Senior Wences. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. None of you are old enough to remember that on the Ed Sullivan show. Well, according to the time, it's 844. Somebody sent me a message with a couple of pictures. Let's see what the pictures are. Oh, they're trailer tires. Oh, that's that guy that 
the guy that said he had some funny tire wear on his trailers and he sent me pictures and I'm looking at him. Oh, oh, I see what he's getting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Those are tires that are not able to carry the load you're putting on them. So we're back to my original suggestion. You shouldn't go to 18,000 pounds on that axle. You should keep the weight down to 16,000 or 15,000 so you're not stressing that tire that much. And maybe those Coopers will wear just fine. All right. I've got his number. I'll call him later and make sure he knows what I'm talking about. We've got Jerry calling us. Let's see what Jerry has to say. Hello, Hello Jerry. Howdy, howdy. Good morning. Question on tire pressure. I got a tire monitor. Yep. And I'm um, steering tire. Yep. I run 13,000 pounds. I got them set at 115 pounds at 60 degrees. Yeah. At 75 yeah. or 80 degrees, I'm up at 130. I go up to 145, right up to 152 at night. That's common. Is that yes. normal? Yes. Yes, that's normal. That's common. The recommended inflation on the sidewall of that tire, are you, are these 11Rs or are they low pros? 11Rs. Uh, 11Rs. And are they H-rated or G-rated? Uh, they're the 13,000 pounds. They're 660 pounds. Okay, so it's it's an H-rated tire, okay? Right. Now, the sidewall of that tire probably says 120 on it, doesn't it? Correct. Okay. So what the tire manufacturer is saying is that tire can carry 6,600 pounds of weight if you put 120 in when you're cold. Right. That's the minimum inflation it requires to carry the load. Now, by putting 115 in it, You've reduced the amount of weight that tire can carry by about between two and three hundred pounds. Okay. okay. All right. So we recommend that you run at least one twenty, and we better tire wear if you actually run a hundred and thirty. Okay. Yeah. Now, well, then I I need to know how much caster you have in the front end of the truck. You really need between two and three degrees of caster. The higher the caster setting, the rougher it'll ride. So if I reduce the caster down to between two and three and kick the air pressure up, I'll get better tire wear and get the good ride. Now, as far as the operating, as far as the operating pressure of the tire, as the tire gets hot, the pressure goes up. I expect it to gain. 20 psi to 30 psi when the tire's hot, depending on what the outside temperature is. The hotter right. it is outside, the higher the pressure will be in the tire. Okay? Right. But the higher you start the pressure, the less the sidewall flexes and the cooler the tire runs. So you're better off starting at a higher pressure than starting at a lower pressure. Uh, now, one of the things I go in, oh, I go to Long Beach, California, you know, once every couple of months. Every trip, I see two to three trucks on the side of the road that blow the steering tire hit the potholes. If I'm uh, running, they didn't blow it because they hit the. They, no, oh, okay. no, they didn't blow it because they hit the pothole. They blew it because they weren't running enough air pressure in their steer tire because they wanted a soft ride. The sidewall was flexing too much as it went through the footprint, and they blew the sidewall out because of heat. 
Yeah, 102 to 105 for that tire is right because at 120 psi, that tire carry 10,000 pounds. Right. You can't carry 20,000 pounds of gas, so you don't need that much pressure. Correct. Okay. Now, as the tire pressure goes up, does the, the carrying capacity of the tire go up? In other words, you know, no. at 120, no. or does it? No. Uh, the sidewall pressure is the maximum load the tire can carry. Right. The inflation on the side is the starting point the tire engineer wanted you to put in it so the tire would get up to 130 or 140, which was the correct operating pressure. Correct. Okay. I do recall that if you reduce speed, you can increase load. Yeah, if you run below 30 miles an hour, you can carry more load on the tire. Now, the same oh, I love that. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd really be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Other question that I got is: I used to run Acuride steering tires, and they had a maximum pressure of 110. But I run tankers, so when I'm coming off a hill, I've got 15, 16 thousand pounds of steering actually. Those rims wouldn't last okay. a year. I went to the Alcoa with 120 psi on the rim, and those seemed to last me for three, four years. Yes, they're a much better rim. They're designed to absorb the heat and dissipate it better than the steel. All right. Um, so, there's different pressure ratings for each rim that we're running? The, all the tire rim manufacturers stamp on the rim what their maximum cold inflation is. All right. of them give you a maximum load. Right. And depending on what you're buying, you could be buying something that's not capable of carrying the load you're carrying. Right, yeah. Um, Perfect. Hey, okay. Thank you very much. Cleared yeah, up a lot. So I guess You're I'm welcome, buddy. My pressure and check my caster on my front end of my axle. There you go. There you go. No problem. Have a good day. Okay. You do. Hey, thank you very much. Right, okay. right. And your listeners may have noticed that Kevin has joined us. I'm back. You're back. I'm back. Did you have fun playing hooky? Uh, no. I told him you were out with your wife doing something I didn't want to know about. <laughs> yeah, you don't really want to know. No, I don't want to know about that. Okay. We have got another caller that wants to talk about tires. Oh, he sent me some pictures. Yes. And I've got the pictures. And let's get him back on the phone. And I'm a diff- I'm a are you there? Guy, Mike. I'm here. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not the guy that you talked uh-huh. to before. I just took the okay. opportunity since you were giving out your phone number to send you dirty pictures. Oh, is that what those dirty pictures were of your tires? Yeah, they're dirty tires. Dirty tire pictures. Dirty and tires. That's right. Dirty tires. And it's very nice that you're a ventriloquist. You're imitating Kevin's voice yeah. in there to make him feel that he's part of the show today. <laughs> <laughs> we want him to feel good. Is he, is okay, so this... Dead. Oh, I lost you. What's that? Oh, I'm here. You said this, and then and then you didn't say nothing. So tell me about my. No, tires. you asked if he, he. Okay, I thought these were the guy with the seventeen fives, but these are the twenty two fives, right? 
Yeah, I called you about a month ago about these. So yes. I had a similar problem on the other side of the truck where the tires wore exactly like this, but they were on the other side and on a different axle. Um, okay, and but now this, 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 go ahead. This is the Hendrickson axle that flexes and causes the inside edge wear. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't even look to see what it is. I don't, I don't know if it is. This is on a Kentucky trail. It is. I'll look. It doesn't matter. I'm looking at the suspension right next to the tire. There's a big round washer that you would turn in order to adjust the alignment. That's Henderson. And if you look underneath, there'll be no U-bolts. The axle is welded into place and it's a six inch diameter. That's the lightweight axle that's flexing and causing this inside edge wear. You need to weld some angle iron on the axle to stop this. Okay, and I, I'm almost never heavy. I'm like 60,000 pounds. Yeah. Doesn't okay. matter. You hit bumps in the road, the axle flexes, and it's off to the races. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond to your uh, message with a couple of pictures of how we weld the angle iron on to stop the tire wear problem, okay? Great, great. All right. Very good, sir. That. I'm I'm glad I got an glad answer. To help. This, this is very disturbing when they wear like that because you say to yourself, what am I doing wrong? Right. And you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I've had this trailer for four years, and this just started coming about. Yeah. And it's an old, it's it, an old it'll trailer. Change as, as, you, as, you change, as you change brands of tires and stuff, it can vary. But this is not a big surprise. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. You have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right. I'm I'm typing a message. You fill in air time. Fill in air time. Uh, Okay. Well, I'm glad to be back on the uh, Rolling Toe show uh, at this late minute. I guess we only got about five minutes left. Um, I've uh, been, oh, to the doctor, letting them take a look at uh, my heart and other things just to make sure that uh, I'll make it through the next. You have a heart. They said I have one. Oh, okay. All right. They, they said it's, uh, it's there. It's there. That's the important thing. It's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, been a, a really good July 4th weekend. Yeah. Very long for you. It was extended from like June 17th or so. Yes. <laughs> we had company come on over. So daddy and I stayed home for three days, cleaning the house last week. And since we're old, we only clean for about a half hour, and then we need a nap. Right. So it took a long time to clean long the house. Time to clean that place. Yeah, but we got it done. And then we had company. And then it was the weekend. And then it was and the 4th of July. And that went forever because the 4th was on Tuesday, which means you couldn't go back to work on Monday. Who does that? No, not me. Mm-mm. Not us. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. All right. Well, here we are at the, uh, it looks like the end of the show. It is the end of the show. Um, I don't know what else is going on. I don't care what else is going on. We got training next week. We got training next week. Okay. We'll do a podcast again on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. We got, uh, I got vacation Bible school at church next week. I got to help with, but that's in the evening. So that's not a problem. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, it's been fun. It's been real, but ain't been real fun. So we'll just hang up and we'll do this again next week and see if something good comes up. All right. Have a good day. Thanks for being here. Bye.